0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. It's me, Graham. Dave, Dave, where you at, buddy? Oh, that's right. Dave's on vacation, and a well-deserved one, I might add. So you're stuck with me today. But you know what? It could be much, much worse, guys. All right, I'm not going to waste any more of your time than I have to. We have a really great show for you today. Alex Adaman, CEO of Lolly, the rewards app that earns you Bitcoin when you shop online, joins us to discuss the platform, changes in commerce, and to make an exclusive announcement that we know you're gonna love. And we also talk a little bit about video games and the future of VR. It's a really good episode, so make sure you stick around for it. And really quick, before we jump into the news, I just wanna say that the show has been doing really great lately because of you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for rating the show and writing a review. I really don't know why it helps, but it does. However, Apple has written their algorithm. I don't know. It just improves the show where it stands in the charts and how people search for Bitcoin-related topics. And ultimately, it helps new people find the show and get interested in Bitcoin, which is what we're all about here. Again, you guys rock. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And with that aside, let's take a quick look at the news. Paying your taxes is always complicated and often painful, and even more so for those who have cryptocurrency gains or losses to report. But just because it's hard, that doesn't mean the IRS will understand if you don't do it. To that end, the U.S. Internal Revenue Service has been sending those who have conducted cryptocurrency transactions reminders to pay the requisite taxes. These so-called soft notices have been circulating since June to more than 10,000 taxpayers and will reportedly continue to be sent out through August. There are three tiers of such notices, with the first serving as a friendly reminder to double-check your returns for any misreporting. After sending the second tier of notice, the IRS may follow up with enforcement. And finally, the third tier of notice alleges actual noncompliance. Speaking of noncompliance, while the U.S. government is attempting to stay on top of how its taxpayers use cryptocurrency, it may be struggling to do the same when it comes to foreign governments. ABC International has reported that the government of Venezuela is experimenting with a program that converts tax revenue into Bitcoin, then trades it for fiat currency through foreign exchanges. This is all in a bid to circumvent economic sanctions imposed by the U.S. As of now, the program is reportedly being tested at a major airport in the country. But there are plans to expand the experiment to more airports as well as the state-run oil company. And speaking of experiments... Blockstream is out of the stablecoin Tether as an asset on Liquid, its Bitcoin sidechain. Blockstream has been experimenting with Liquid for some time now, designing it to be a secondary network that enables quick and cheap high-value transfers of Bitcoin from one exchange to another. Liquid assets hold one-to-one parity with on-chain assets like BTC. To peg their on-chain BTC to Liquid assets, users can facilitate a swap through a Liquid network member who hosts the nodes that keep the network running and mint new assets. Blockstream previously launched L-BTC or Liquid Bitcoin as the first asset on the network, and the addition of Tether marks the second. That's it for the news. Let's jump into our interview with Alex Adelman from Lolly. Alex, thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on a call with me today. Thanks for having me. So, uh, before we get started. Um, you have a pretty interesting background. Uh, I've, I've done a little sleuthing on you uh, via other podcasts and, and Medium articles. Um, can you just sort of give our listeners a, a little bit of your background?
1: Of course. Um, so yeah, so I started, uh, uh, I guess, really in the Bitcoin space about five, six years ago um, when I was building my last company, uh, which was called Cosmic. Uh, and what Cosmic was uh, really was, was trying to build is the democratization of commerce, or build towards is the democratization of commerce. Right. Um, we built this e-commerce gateway that let people sell their products anywhere, buy anywhere. Uh, it was a really cool technology that ended up getting acquired by a company called PopSugar to come in and power 1.2 billion in retail revenue at a um, at a subsidiary called ShopStyle. Um, mm-hmm. We got to meet a ton of, of top fashion merchants there, and we were there for about a year, Um, until we were acquired again by a bigger company um, called Ebates. And a lot of people know Ebates as the biggest um, cashback company in the U.S. And uh, really uh, incredible company that has like done um, an amazing job of giving people cashback rewards. So we were there for about a year before parting ways and and got to learn the the model. And one of the things I was like most excited about from from being there is I kept seeing this like opportunity to use the cashback model to give away Bitcoin, and when I proposed it to them, they weren't, you know, they weren't interested in doing it. They had a lot on their plate, a lot of other initiatives, and and so after we parted ways, um, our team that had built Cosmic got back together and said, "How cool would it be is to like give use the eBay model, use the rewards model uh, to give people Bitcoin back when they shop online?" And it came out of this point of frustration where, in order to get into Bitcoin, you either had to be a miner, which no one was ever going to do, very few people were going to do, especially if you were new to the space or you had to be an investor and a very small percentage of the population is and will ever be an investor. So um, we kind of came into the space and we're like, what if you, what is the best way to take Bitcoin to everybody? And we looked at all these different rewards models and we decided, you know, let's do the one that we know best. And there's one of the biggest companies, um, in the space. And, and do it for Bitcoin and educate people on the power of Bitcoin and why it's so important and give people Bitcoin um, when they're doing something that they were already going to do, which is travel, groceries, um, shopping online, uh, getting your essentials. So, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the, the story of, of how we got started. And
0: I love the model. Um, I can't help but think that, I mean, this is a great thing for hodlers, right? They're like, oh, cool, I can earn yes. Bitcoin. Where where's the line drawn with um, I mean, because some people might think that it's crazy that you're giving away Bitcoin. So <laughs> um, our
1: biggest critique is it sounds too good to be true, which I don't think is a bad right. thing. I think Ebates is trying to has been trying to uh, show that they're like a legit company for the last twenty years. But as soon as somebody earns, they they realize that it's real, it works. There's no funny business. It's a very simple model. If you actually like dig into it, we partner with the merchants. They give us um, uh, U.S. dollars when when we send our users to their site. So when the user shops the site, we get credit for driving that sale. And instead of us just taking all of all of the commission, we share that with the consumer. Um, you know, our users giving them um, Bitcoin and sending it to their their Bitcoin lolly wallets.
0: Right. So when when the sale is made. Um, so you take part of the commission. Do you use that commission to buy Bitcoin or do you already have like a reserve of Bitcoin that you use to dole out those um, incentives?
1: Yeah. So we're buying Bitcoin um, on, on uh, top OTCs. Uh, so we're actually getting like really incredible prices for the users. These are like better prices that they'd, they'd be getting on exchanges um, in, in almost every case. So um, I, and I think that's one thing that people, a lot of people don't realize like we're We're passing those savings and and those uh, that like um, that price back to the consumer uh, for them to earn the maximum amount uh, back for all their purchases.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And you mentioned earlier you wanted to democratize commerce. Um, I'd really love to hear your thoughts on the current issues with just, you know, our regular commerce base that we're using right now um, and why you felt a need to sort of shift it.
1: Yeah, so I I kind of um, I've been building technology since I was around 16, so last 14 years, um, and, like building technology you know, professionally, and I, I've always had these like I mean I, I have, um, at more way more than 10 um, experiences where I've just been crushed by the current fiat rails, where it was like I couldn't get approved for uh, you know uh, for a banking partnership, I couldn't get approved by PayPal uh, because of my age, because of like. Um, you know, what I was building or, or who I was building for. And, and so I just had all of these experiences um, of not being able to do something as simple as communicate through payments. Um, and anytime that you want to pay anybody, there's just this massive, like, hassle of paying anybody. And when you start to pay people cross-border, which I've done a lot over the last, you know, 14 years and working with um, engineers all over the world um, and never really being like, you know, there's there's great, there's like talent everywhere, opportunity is not. And so I always look for, you know, the best person to build each individual job. And, and so over the years, you know, hiring all over the world, um, I always had this like issue where I couldn't um, pay somebody securely, easily. Um, and it was just always this like point of frustration. And when I first learned about Bitcoin, I was just fascinated with its ability to democratize commerce native to a currency. And everything I had been building, like my life mission, was like, how can we build for a better world through connecting the entire world through commerce? And when I heard about Bitcoin, I was like, it's the first asset that that does that. It's the first asset that gives everyone the power to be their own uh, bank, to be their to 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 transact with anyone, any company in the world. And that that really, really drew me in and and just fascinated me as like a. It's almost like the, the perfect world um currency um to to empower everyone it's just it's a really beautiful thing and it's still like i wake up every day and i think about it it's like you know we probably all do
0: yeah once you drink the kool-aid uh you can never go back <laughs> i totally yeah, get it.
1: it's it's like why well, i couldn't build anything else yeah like, this, is, this is what i want to build so.
0: yeah i mean i i do the same thing i'll wake up uh you know, my dogs sleep in my bed. So I'm woken up constantly throughout the night. And um, sometimes I find myself just checking the price because I woke up randomly at 3.30 in the morning. And um, that's a huge contrast <laughs> yeah. from, you know, even a year ago. But uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, um,
1: that's, and that's so interesting because that is such a common um, thing. Like, you know, we've been in the space for a while now and we still like are are fascinated by by the price. It's like a very Interesting thing because we're we're like you know our brains are are, are like okay we know U S dollars we understand what that's worth we don't even think about what is one dollar worth every day right it's just right. it just is and now we're we're being introduced to this new money that has this new value that changes and so price is just like this fascinating thing and in our design in our U X we've been using that as a mechanism for getting people to like come back and stack more staff. And like, if you, if you think about Ebates or any of these other cash back companies, they don't have that as a feature. Like they're not checking the price every day uh, of like what, you know, how much cash back you, you have, like they're, they get their cash back every quarter, every like 90 days. And, and you, you just like get this big fat check and you're really excited. And it's this nice reward. But when you couple, the feeling the feel good experience of like stacking sats and earning bitcoin back and you're you're like you know looking and and changing your behavior to shop at all these merchants that are bitcoin friendly companies and then you compound the fact that these bitcoin friendly companies are starting to see that they can actually make more money when they are bitcoin friendly before it was just a hassle to deal with bitcoin payments and all of that all all, all, like everything that was involved in that but with with lolly and earning it actually provides them an immediate incentive to bring in a whole new group of customers that keep sharing it and sh- keeps sharing Bitcoin with more and more people, and it's just this like never-ending compounding effect that starts with earning, and then will eventually go into to spending and using with everyday lives. And at some point, I'm sure we'll stop, you know, checking the price every day because it will just be the standard.
0: Right. It'll just be the way it is. Sure. Right. You know, I want to I want to dig in on that a little more as far as your merchants go, um, and how they're incentivized because I'm sure in this whole process where you're trying to build Lolly and bring new people on, and I mean by people I mean merchants. Was there any pushback there? Like were they excited about Bitcoin or were they mostly just like interested in, in the traffic?
1: I, I won't speak. I mean, we have we have over 950 merchants on the on the platform to this day. So right, it's grown ton. like crazy. Yeah. There's a ton. And I, I in the early days, if I'm being 100% honest, I didn't sell the Bitcoin part super hard because it wasn't. I, I knew that if that was the focus, it would the perception because all these merchants had either like ninety ninety nine 99% of them chose not to offer Bitcoin as, as a payment mechanism. And so if I focused on Bitcoin only like Bitcoin, like as a payment mechanism, I felt like I would get a negative reaction. I was like, I know that this model works because I know how many people want Bitcoin and I know how big this market is. And I know that over time, the thing that will get them to pay attention to Bitcoin will be the sales. And so my, my biggest, um, the thing that like I needed to convey to them is that there are, there is a really big market of people who want Bitcoin more than cash and that we can drive these sales to these sites. And it's, and like, you know, for a, for a company like Walmart, who's one of our you know, best merchants and, and best partners, they can drive sales away from Amazon. We're attracting this millennial tech savvy, um, you know, male and female consumer away from Amazon into Bitcoin friendly companies. So Walmart looked at that as an opportunity. They, they, at first, they didn't really quite care about Bitcoin. Uh, now, what's really cool is they actually care about Bitcoin because we've we forced them to pay attention to it. And how do you get you know, a uh, multi-hundred billion dollar company to pay attention to Bitcoin when they're not accepting it as, 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 a, as a payment mechanism? You have to give them this incentive. So a lot of people talk about Lolly on the consumer side and we're bringing all these new people into Bitcoin and that's really exciting and that is totally like one of our top if not top initiatives but a thing that a lot of people don't talk about is the merchant adoption and how many I, I, I get at least once a week someone asking like on the merchant side asking me about Bitcoin and I send them you know uh, digital gold I send them the Bitcoin standard and I, I'm like like I, I engage them because they start to see our sales go up and they start to see all these new users in this incremental revenue and they're like okay i need to understand this because my job depends on me understanding this for the future that's how i think you you create real change
0: right um, that's crazy that walmart is is eyeballing uh, bitcoin a little more and why wouldn't they i mean if it, if there's some why sort why wouldn't of they scenario, exactly i mean why not
1: so now they're starting to think about like okay so here's the coolest here's the coolest part in like the you know the big picture so if we zoom out a little bit, we see that that Walmart pays five billion dollars in credit card fees every year. So they have to be thinking about that's one of their biggest fixed costs that to you know to this day they never thought that there was a way around. And now we're starting to say, well, what if you could decrease that you know by using a a digital currency uh, as as a medium of exchange? That gets them really excited because they can they look at even more savings and, and cost advantages over the next five to ten years. When we when, when all these other merchants see that Walmart's doing it, that Overstock's doing it, that sure. Priceline and and uh, you know all of our other partners are are uh, using Lolly, then more and more come on board. Um, five we started with 500 merchants to launch. Uh, I Thought it was a good number to like really get the community excited that we worked really hard to get. And then since then um, we've we've had um, another 450 merchants uh, join us. Um, so there 's just been a lot of uh, excitement I think um around uh just this idea of of giving people bitcoin back as a reward
0: wow that 's crazy I mean outside of just getting new people and that 's sort of what I want to lead into next is is your new users and and people just getting into bitcoin but um having big merchants sort of uh turning their ear on this now is huge how How far away i mean 900 partners on Lolly is an astronomical number. That's, I mean, for where we are right now in the in the Bitcoin timeline, which is just a blip on the radar, that's crazy. So congratulations to you. That is awesome. Thank
1: you. It's been a lot of hard work, but I mean, it's. I I I, I honestly I don't take I don't take all the credit. It's like if you you know if you follow us on Twitter, um, you know our community they get so excited about these new partners, and um, you know we do this little game where it's like you know, who do you want to see next? Like, where, you know, where do you want, like, who do you want us to talk with? Yeah. And we've been doing that for nine months. And, every, you know, every time we're like logging all of these demands for all these different merchants. And every time I pitch these new merchants that our, our consumers, our users have have like requested, um, I send that to our merchants and our merchants see that like, you know, this excitement. And they're like, wait a second, like people are going to be talking about us organically and people are going to be like shopping at our site that that normally wouldn't. And so, I mean, our users are unbelievable and really, like, have just been incredible for us to use that voice and the Bitcoin community um, to, to bring on new merchants. And I think to this day, I mean, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we have uh, more merchant adoption than any other Bitcoin company. Um, you know, Fortune 10,000, Fortune 5,000 uh, merchants that are actually partnered, we're actually partnered with and we're working with to, uh, you know, um, that are Bitcoin friendly companies.
0: Uh, And and when you say Bitcoin friendly, uh, are these companies able to accept Bitcoin natively like on their websites or is it mostly just partnering like through Lolly?
1: Just through Lolly right now. But I I think that payments will come in time and we can't force it. Um, We clearly, you know, I think we have a really good shot of like when we're generating significant um, revenue for these merchants, Mm -hmm. I think we have a really good shot to bring them uh, payments. I do think that, you know, Bitcoin has to, um, and especially, on, especially on like second layer solutions. Uh, Bitcoin has to advance a, a little bit. I love what Lightning Labs is doing um, right. on, you know, second, as a second layer solution. Um, I think that's like looking like a really good tool for merchants to start accepting Bitcoin um, and, and reducing the fees in which they accept it. Um, and I, I think things like Bax are going to do an incredible job of letting people accept it and then exchange it for accounting purposes um, to whatever their preferred currency is uh, at the at, at that time, right now, I think that we have to also think about like the consumer. most consumers, even the hardcore bitcoiners, a lot of people don't want to spend Bitcoin because it's so volatile because we're looking at the price right. so i I don't think that the world is ready right now um, to to use Bitcoin as a medium of exchange. I think we have several more years to go of using Bitcoin as a store of value, and that's why earning is so exciting. Um, because people can just treat it as a store of value. We don't get hit with crazy fees, um, you know, because we're doing like batch uh, purchasing of, of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So our, our business model isn't reliant on scaling Bitcoin. Bitcoin just can be Bitcoin. And we don't need to use any other side, uh, you know, side, um, or sorry, we don't have to use any other altcoins. We don't have to use um, anything. We don't have to like force the, you know, Bitcoin to fork or anything. We can just use Bitcoin and it's been great. Like, you know, Bitcoin has gone up from 3,600, you know, when we first launched to around 10,000 today. So our users have effectively seen about a two and a half to 3x increase in the value of this store of value. And every time that they see this, you know, this this thing that they're earning go up, they get more and more interested in the possibilities of what Lolly is and what Bitcoin is um, and, and why they should be paying attention to it.
0: So... I mean, obviously, Bitcoiners love this. They love earning Bitcoin. That's easy selling point right there. What have the numbers been like with new Bitcoin adopters, if you have any to share?
1: Yeah, so it's it, like we get you know support channels. We get asked all the time about like you know what are the best resources where you know where should we go to learn about it. Um, and one of the most exciting things about today, uh, we are announcing a new partner in. Uh, that we're really excited about. We've work, been working really hard to bring on the right partner. We've talked with a lot of different partners about it, and we're really excited to announce that we just partnered with Udemy. And uh, wow. Udemy is a is a like you know one of the biggest resources for quality education. And a lot of people don't know this, but they have some incredible educators um, on the platform. And we're about to do a, a, a blog post uh, today that. Highlights all of these incredible educators that are teaching about Bitcoin on every level of, of every skill level. So if you're an expert, you've got you've got expert resources on getting deeper into learning about uh, the power of Bitcoin. If you're an absolute novice and just want to learn about Bitcoin 101 and want to just get started, you can take very low-cost classes. And the same way, you know, the same way that we believe in the democratization of commerce, either that stems from the democratization of information that the internet brought us. So the uh, I think Udemy uh, is one of the greatest companies um, on the internet and I'm so excited to partner with them. And I hope that, you know, we've already been sending a lot of traffic their way just for the resources that they have. And now I'm really excited because when someone goes and gets like a $5 course, they can earn, you know, like a dollar back in, in Bitcoin um, when they go buy these courses. So it's it's sort of this compounding effect of teaching people about Bitcoin and then having them earn and and be incentivized to learn more um, as they're, as they're learning.
0: Wow. Congratulations. Thank um,
1: you. Thank you. And we're, we're excited uh, for them too. I think they're, they're, they're excited. We're excited. So it's going to be a great partnership.
0: That's great. And, um, they don't just do Bitcoin stuff, right? I mean, they do, they do other courses, correct? They do
1: everything. So yeah, there's, there's a class for everything. So, I mean, you can, you could learn how to like, you know, cook ribs. Um, and you could also <laughs> learn how to, how to go, uh, you know, stack some more sats. Uh, learn about um, you know forks. You learn about um, you know uh, you know Bitcoin Core, uh, the history. Like you, you, there's so many courses on there that are just like absolutely incredible. Um, you know our team has taken a bunch. We, we we send we send a lot of our new hires uh, that are experienced in their particular um, in their in their um, you know particular line of work, um, but are not maybe experienced in Bitcoin. We send them classes. So we're about to like share a lot of the classes that we're really excited about in this blog post.
0: That's really cool. I I did a little research on them and it seems sort of like a a lynda.com. Are you familiar with lynda.com?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's super cool. I mean, I mean, personally, since I got into this space uh, I've obviously we checked the price and you know, there's that, but like, I've always been on the side of like we need to get more people like adopting this. We need to like, we need to spread awareness. And I think what you're doing is really, really cool. And I mean, just like I was telling my fiance at like, last week, I was like, Hey, don't use Amazon to buy your next thing. You should like sign up for Lolly and see if it's on Lolly's site and then do it that way. And you can start earning Bitcoin. And she was like, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've been trying to sell it on her for like a year now. <laughs> and uh, just in like the past month or so, she's finally like started to to get into it. And the lolly thing was one of the big things that she was like, oh, well, this is kind of cool. Cause I can get what I was already going to get. And then now I have a Bitcoin wallet.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, and it, 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 that, that, that we've heard that so many times. And it's just so exciting to see the like new people coming into the ecosystem that would have never have gotten into it. And you like, you know, may, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, she probably would not have gone onto Coinbase or the exchange and like took her hard earned money and bought a, meaningful amount of Bitcoin, um, because you would have been, you know, advice, basically giving her financial advice. And, and so this is like a really easy way for just to share Bitcoin with everybody to make it really easy, to make it uh, passive and, and to do like dollar cost average investing, um, without realizing you're investing.
0: Right. And it's not intimidating because signing up for an exchange and going through the whole ID process and, you know, KYC, everything, it can be really intimidating for someone who, does, who knows nothing about it. You know, exactly kudos to you. Uh, I think it's super cool. I, I did have a question um, from a, like a Bitcoiner's uh, view. Like, can you kind of explain how the Lolly wallet works, like within the extension on the browser?
1: Yeah. So, um, for some of our merchants, like Udemy, um, you, you go to lolly.com and we have our complete list of merchants. Some merchants, uh, you know, don't want to be featured on the browser extension. Um, and so, you, there's two main shopping experiences. You go to lolly.com, the best shopping experience is actually downloading the extension. And for 99.5% you know, of our merchants, um, you, you'll see like the lolly um, notification pop up and it'll say, um, hey, do you want to stack that, uh, earn like you know 7% back on this purchase? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I would love to. You, you activate it. And what we were doing in the background is we're communicating with Udemy, with Walmart, with uh, Priceline, and we're saying, um, hey, this you know, user one two three four five is about to um, you know, is about to purchase. Um, you make the purchase, and then we um, the the merchant pays us, and then we send the Bitcoin to your Lolly wallet. Um, the other experience where you know to, to see to earn the maximum amount of stats back is actually going to Lolly.com and searching for merchants like Udemy or Hotels.com or Booking.com, and when you click through um, and press shop. Uh, that's when you can go to the merchant site and it's activated there. So it takes you know 30 seconds to download the extension. It's super easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's safe. Uh, we we don't collect your information. We're not the only thing that we care about is when you're on a merchant site that we are partner with, and that's the only thing that we want to know. Um, it's only the only thing that we care about. Um, we have to be able to communicate with the merchant, and that's it.
0: Awesome and and how does the withdrawal process work? Is like if somebody wanted to cash out their Bitcoin from their Lolly Wallet, like is is there an option to cash out directly with you guys, or do you need to send it to like an, another exchange?
1: Um, so yeah, after you hit fifteen dollar minimum, you can transfer the Bitcoin to any uh, Bitcoin address, um, and it's really it's really up to you. It's like you know your Bitcoin is your Bitcoin. The fifteen dollar threshold is really just to prevent fraud um, on our end. You know we are we are still a company that you know is has to look out for, um, you know, for ourselves. And and so uh, we do have a $15 minimum, but most people hit that within two purchases as you've probably seen.
0: Yeah, um, I've heard that the biggest uh, seller is travel. Is that correct?
1: It is correct. Yeah, travel has been a really great um, uh, category for us. I think one thing that's nice is like, you can earn quite a bit back um, because travel is, you know, a big purchase. Um, and you know, people are using it for work, people travel for holidays. It's just a very active, um, you know, experience and, and then grocery is, is, um, is big now. Um, we just landed Safeway and, uh, that's been an incredible partner. We, we, I think we announced them last week and yeah, that's um, awesome. we're, we're going to be launching a lot more, um, in that space. So food delivery has been great with Caviar. Um, we just landed a new merchant there that we're excited to announce in a couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, there's uh there's a lot of momentum going in in uh the like essential space. Like Overstock's really good, Walmart's great. Um yeah, a lot of great partners.
0: Very cool, man. Um that's all I really have on Lolly. So I I just kind of wanted to jump back to uh you said you used to build a lot of technology and I think you used to build games, right?
1: I did. Yeah. Uh so I guess you you listened to a few uh podcasts and done
0: your research. I do uh, a little bit I of research. I
1: respect that. <laughs> yeah do your research it's it's part of the part of what we have to do around here right. so uh yeah I used to I used to build video games um I mean you know very simple ones like 2d ones like sprites uh if you remember like those sort of how you built like characters um I I, I think um I got a computer when I was like um I didn't my family got a computer when I was like 12 and um I just I, I went from like making art and you know building um building things with like you know, with wood, with connects, uh, uh, Legos, you know, t- and and making art to having a computer and realizing like all these cool things I could do in the physical space, I could do in a digital space, and and games um, were just this incredible like outlet uh, for me to take that creativity and put it into technology, and it really, you know, I think that having that being my first interaction with building in a digital space shaped the way that I look at technology as a whole. Like I look at Bitcoin as art. It just is unbelievably beautiful and it just like everything about it just it just is like it's it's just it's just it's it's incredible like i i when i first found or when i first like you know experienced the internet even you know albeit dial up it was amazing i could connect with anyone in the world and it it just opened up the world i was like we're not you know broken down and, and by borders anymore we're not disconnected like every person can communicate almost every person that has internet can communicate um, just with like like a uh, text message or like, I'm talking to you right now.
0: It's nuts. It's totally nuts. You know, speaking of dial-up, I just had this conversation recently uh, with a buddy where it was like, that was such a big moment with like Messenger and uh, just <laughs> he his thing was going through the Marvel like character bios and like it would just barely load, you know, per character and you could go through A to Z and just click next. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, it seems like everybody kind of in our age range, uh their parents would set like a cap on the time they could get on dial up because it was like, what if somebody calls? Yeah. It was always like, what if somebody calls? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah, it was, that was a crazy time.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I remember playing Quake uh, multiplayer and oh my god yeah holy crap this is so awesome i'm never leaving yeah (laughs) doom oh dude doom was the best yeah it was was
1: insane like when i when i came out it just like blew my mind and that like i wanted to create all these like rpgs and like all the i just wanted to create like worlds and it was it was just so fun like i i loved i i mean clearly it's amazing what what exists today um with with you know how uh, far video games have come, but I do sort of miss the the ability for anyone to go make games and for it to not feel like the disparity between the games I was making and the games I was playing didn't seem so drastic. And right. I remember like like the like my first thing that I learned, which was kind of like early if you know Scratch that uh, you know computer language for for kids. Um, it was this program called game maker. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I remember like teaching myself how to code with game maker, but not realizing I was coding. And like, I didn't have any formal lessons. It was just like, here, this is what you need to do to make a game. And this is what, like, this is how you teach this computer to like, you know, go do the things like make this character turn left, go four spaces, do, you know, shoot this thing. Like it, it was just so, um, fun and intuitive and easy and you could make these games that your friends could play and you could tell these stories through technology that just was such a cool uh medium I, and I'm really excited um like I love I love what Minecraft has done for like open source uh gaming and giving everyone the ability to create these worlds and to teach people about servers and uh it's sort of it's it's the next best thing but um I'm really excited for whatever comes next of people being able to just design their own games and create their own world. I think that's something that we haven't quite figured out yet. Um, and I haven't really seen a, a pervasive uh, technology that exists that lets let people just like make their own worlds.
0: Yeah. There's a little bit going on with like augmented reality. Um, you know, sort of like mm-hmm. Pokemon Go, um, you know, you mentioned Minecraft. I don't know if you saw Apple's presentation with their uh, augmented reality platform, but that was pretty cool. No, oh, I didn't. Like, What, what was it? uh, they were they were in minecraft like as a person and you could actually like interact with the world like via their augmented reality like platform oh cool yeah it was it was pretty like it was a little clunky you know it was at one of their like summits or whatever they do but um yeah i've seen some cool stuff with augmented reality but you know i'm old school man like i still fire up ps2 and play grand theft auto 3 and, amazing you know I, I, <laughs> okay. I remember the Christmas that came out and I probably didn't sleep for like seven days.
1: Oh yeah I mean that, that, that's like one of those things where they just created a world and you could just have almost free reign and do whatever you wanted in, in that world it was yeah. uh, it was really cool. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if there's any connection between you know like we, we, we want to live in these sort of like permissionless systems that let like everybody communicate um, with uh, just freely. Um, and then the, the, also the, the overlap with gaming and people just wanting to like build and create and interact in these, in these, like, almost like worlds that have less rules than the one we live in. I wonder if this is sort of like a human, uh, a natural human evolution of like, that's, that's our outlet.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's pretty strange. I, I immediately think of, um, I don't know if you've seen that movie Minority Report. Have you, or yeah, have you ever seen that? Oh, so good. Yeah, and he walks yeah, through that probably. like that gaming like hallway, and all those people are like living in a different world. Like I feel like that's in mm-hmm. like fifty years, like people just aren't going to leave their homes. <laughs> yeah, we're probably
1: we're right probably now. not too far from that. And I, I hope I hope that things come out that are uh, that will encourage. Like that's why I like augmented reality is it, it encourages us to be a part of the real world while also uh, enhancing that world and, and, you know, helping us with education and giving us this ability to dream bigger by, you know, taking us to space if we want to go travel to space, do, you know, teaching us about inside of the body, inside of the, the oceans, um, taking us to places that we, uh, you know, couldn't go or couldn't afford to go. Like there's all these incredible things that I think um, game, games will eventually look like uh, education. Um, and and how that evolves, evolve. like we're we're going to be learning and not even realizing it.
0: Right. I'm I'm waiting on Google to launch their Google Moon platform, where they send a bunch of rovers to the moon and just map it out with their Google Earth technology, and then you can just log mm-hmm. in and like tour the moon on your computer. That would be amazing.
1: That would be incredible. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I love that. Sign me up. I'm that's there. a copy. That's copy written right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or um, the moon? Yeah, and you know all this, all this technology, it it always kind of circles back to having a digital currency that's native within these technologies. And I think exactly, Bitcoin comes back to it where you're like, hey, people aren't leaving their homes. I mean, fintech and digital currency is the natural progression. So, I mean, it, it's happening. It's just you know, win moon. We're 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 waiting. <laughs>
1: It'll take time. Uh, I, I think great things take time and this is the, the biggest thing I think that the the world has seen since the internet. Uh, yeah. it's just this shift in, in, um, the mechanics for how we communicate securely with each other, uh, through commerce.
0: Yeah. Um, so you know, what what's next on the horizon then? I mean, you mentioned your new partnership with, uh, Udemy. Am, am I saying that correct? Udemy?
1: Yeah, I think I, 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 the, a few different people pronounce it different ways. They actually pronounce it Udemy. Udemy.
0: Um, okay,
1: and Udemy, yeah.
0: Cool. So, uh, so, so what's next beyond? Yeah. You know, what's like what's Alex's five year plan?
1: Oh man. Okay. So, <laughs> our, the next thing that we're working on, if we're like zooming in a little bit, uh, we're, we just started to work on our mobile app, and that's going to let people um, just more freely earn Bitcoin when they uh, when they want with the partners that they want that are more connected to their phone. So. Cool. Partners that you would think about, um, you know, adding would be like, or like working with, or earning Bitcoin back with would be like Uber and Lyft, um, and these kind of partners that um, you use primarily. You wouldn't use that on on web, and so it gives people more ways to stack Sats, more p- places to earn, and it also makes Bitcoin a part of everyday life, and that that gets really exciting uh, to me personally because right now, you know, what we were talking about earlier was that stacking Sats. As far as like Lolly goes, is is like a you know weekly or or bi you know biweekly event. But if we can make Bitcoin a part of everyday life, aside from the price, that gets really like pervasive in society because you're thinking about Bitcoin all the time and you're not thinking about price. So play that out five years and how the perception changes of you're just stacking facts of this like limited 21 million, um, this like scarcity of this like 21 million of this thing called Bitcoin. And everyone's trying to stack sats and earn this Bitcoin. And it becomes less about price and more about wanting more of this, this known quantity of, of Bitcoin. Um, and I, I think that like, changes the perception around it. So mobile is something that we're really excited about, giving people more ways to earn and more ways to get into Bitcoin. So one of the things that you know, we want to do eventually is give people the ability to buy Bitcoin or do a subscription to Bitcoin, um, making it way easier and more intuitive to uh, invest every day, every week um, into Bitcoin. Thinking of it like, like a Netflix account, um, you know, how do you get somebody uh, to invest in Bitcoin? You have to make it easy. Most people don't wanna do $10,000 uh, know, one time into Bitcoin. They wanna ease into it and see if they've made the right decision. So imagine you know, you're using Lolly and you could do $5 a day, a dollar a day, and we could just make it really easy to subscribe to Bitcoin. The, the other thing that I'm really excited about is lending. Um, I think that if the consumer is using Bitcoin as the bank of the future, you have to think about how a bank makes money and you have to let people opt in to other ways to make money from Bitcoin. And you know how we all know that bank, banks make so much money off of our, our money is lending. So when they're lending out, how do you create this abstraction layer to let everybody lend out um, Bitcoin on um, you know, to other people that, that would want to pay interest on that? And how do you do that securely? So can you create this like mechanic of lending out Bitcoin on the behalf of consumers and making it really easy for people to opt in, opt out um, of that? So imagine you're on Lolly, and we launched this feature and you can check a box. And you know, for your hundreds of dollars of Bitcoin that you stack sats and, and earn Bitcoin on, are you able to lend that out and earn 5% interest on that, that Bitcoin that, that's just, that you're sitting on yeah. and every month, every week, um, getting some of that and, uh, and stacking more SaaS, uh through that. So um, I'm really excited about that. And then in the future, um, after we've generated all of this revenue for all of these merchants and, and all of these consumers are really happy and they stack so many SaaS and we have this whole little ecosystem around earning and owning Bitcoin. The next logical step, and this is going to be more around like the ecosystem as a whole, giving people the ability to pay with Bitcoin at the right time. So going to Walmart and saying, look, Walmart, we've sent you $100 million in sales, and we've been an incredible partner. We've driven sales. We've driven a loyal customer to you that has chosen you as a Bitcoin-friendly company. And, And so how do we work with you to let you accept Bitcoin for the masses and with the incentive of decreasing the, the amount of fees that you're paying with credit card fees, with banking fees, and how do we make it easier for all of our, you know, at the, at the time, thousands of merchants to accept Bitcoin? And once one does it, it's going to be the exact same thing that we saw with what we're doing right now. Once one does it, then the next one does it, the next one does it. And the more that we can prove out that, that Bitcoin as payment rails are a net good thing for the world And that's when we start to increase the transaction volume, like, you know, by an order of magnitude greater, um, because we have all of these wallets, all of these people that have Bitcoin in their lolly wallet, and know us at the point of purchase. So it's this perfect moment to think about, okay, I should pay with Bitcoin. I, I, What if I could earn a percent back by paying with Bitcoin? How do you incentivize both parties to accept Bitcoin? And you have this margin to play with, which is like one and a half to two percent that the credit card companies are getting right now for that. And if we can undercut that and both parties can be incentivized to accept Bitcoin over a fiat currency, that's net good
0: for the world. Yeah. And that's music to a merchant's ears, especially someone as big as Walmart, you know, pays out the button in in taxes and fees, I'm sure to move their money around. So, Mm -hmm. you know, kudos to you, man. Exciting stuff.
1: Thank you so much. It's been, it's been a really fun ride so far and, we're just getting started. Like I, we're, we're nearing our year anniversary since, since our launch. And I still feel like it's like day one, we're just getting started and there's like so many exciting things going on and so many things that we like can't wait to share with the community. So um, yeah, thank you for having me on. And I've, I've, you know, I've loved uh, the the, the, the work you guys have done uh, to educate everyone. I kind of like, you know, I think of, I think of Lolly as being the commerce side of of, um, what's needed for education and, you know, we can teach people through Stacking Saps, we can teach people by getting real Bitcoin in people's wallets, but we really need like quality journalism, quality uh, media to be continuing to share this message um, with the world. And you guys do an unbelievable job. I'm like so thankful for, for you guys and everything you all do. So thank you for having me on and thank you for everything you guys do, completely aside from Lolly, uh, just for the Bitcoin community. Thank you so much.
0: No, I, that I really appreciate that. I mean, we have a great team of people, and that's that's exactly what we're striving for: is just the best journalism that you can find within the space, because there can be a lot of fluff out there. Um, yeah, and a lot of it really can be can. really negative too, which is not always good. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. And you know, it was really great getting to meet you at uh, Bitcoin 2019. We met very briefly, and I know you probably met mm-hmm. a lot of people, but um, you stuck in my mind. You're a great dude. You're doing great work, and you know, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. The Bitcoin Magazine podcast is a BTC Media Produced podcast on the Let's Talk Bitcoin network. The stories in this episode come from articles written by Bitcoin Magazine rock stars Peter Chihuahua, Landon Manning, and Colin Harper. Theme music provided by Billy Sly from the Crypto Cantina. Visit BitcoinMagazine.com for more in-depth news, analysis, and resources about the most successful peer-to-peer currency. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Bitcoin Magazine. Find and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast, And don't forget to rate and review us. Remember, it really helps the show grow. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time.